Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. I think it's safe to say that if you don't know by now that liberals will stop at nothing, then you really don't know liberals. What has happened over the last, uh, less than 24 hours ago, the, uh, the indictment of Donald Trump. Now, we reported here on Boston and Rush Hour yesterday that the grand jury had taken a month-long hiatus. So, of course, it's like, okay, not going to be anything for a month. Apparently, before they got out of Dodge, and now we understand maybe why they got out of Dodge for a month, They decided to indict Donald Trump. We now learn today that there are over 30 counts, which makes absolutely zero sense to what made zero sense anyway. There were all sorts of stories today. The ifs, what happens if, if he's jailed, Donald Trump would have to most likely be housed at Rikers Island with Secret Service agents in tow. And, of course, the jokes about that are already out there. I got one today. So if Trump goes to prison, what happens to his Secret Service protection? They'll take a bullet for him, but will they pick up the soap for him? There, I, there's a story today he would be given if he were sent to Rikers. I can't believe we're even talking about I'm even talking about this. A no-frills treatment similar to that of Harvey Weinstein. There would be two members of the Secret Service sitting outside his cell 24-7. And, of course, he would be isolated. That didn't help uh, Jeffrey Epstein much, did it? No. As I said, if events of the last 24 hours don't prove anything, they should prove to you that liberals in the political sphere, 
elected liberals, liberals who have any degree of power will stop at absolutely nothing. We have seen the hatred that these elected liberals have had for Donald Trump and also media liberals, some in the mainstream press. We've seen it on parade since he announced in 2016. Jennifer Rubin had a column today. I forgot the headline, didn't bother to print it. But the only thing I could think of was, well, for the last six years, this woman has doing, been doing nothing but writing columns almost every day that in some way or another include her spewing her hatred of Donald Trump. And then there's Alvin Bragg. There's been so much publicity surrounding, I guess this is a good thing, George Soros's money donations, and Alvin Bragg is another one of the Soros-connected prosecutors. But there's been so much publicity around George Soros' role. And think about this for a minute. George Soros has, through his money and purchase, of elections for not just district attorneys, but for secretaries of state and for left-wing media organizations. George Soros has more influence over America's judicial system than all of your votes combined. Digest that one. George Soros, because of the money that he spent buying his prosecutors, buying his secretaries of state, buying left-wing media outlets across the country, has more influence on America's judicial system than all of your votes combined. But Mr. Soros was compelled today to come out with an article claiming he doesn't know Alvin Bragg. Really, doesn't make a difference whether you met him personally, your money knows him. And he knows your money. Believe it or not, there are other things in the news. I hope we have time to t- touch on them. On the right, you will find scores of articles, and I mean literally scores of articles. about the political prosecution, I call it persecution, of Donald Trump. Legal experts are weighing in, saying this is an inglorious moment. It is patently a political prosecution. Jonathan Turley, the Shapiro Chair of Public Interest Law at George Washington University, said that. Harvard professor emeritus Alan Dershowitz called the decision foolish to indict Donald Trump. And he also suggests that if, well, when there's a trial, that Donald Trump's trial should not be held in Manhattan because of its overwhelmingly blue makeup, overwhelmingly liberal makeup. It should instead be held on Staten Island. 
there were a few ragtag protesters in front of Trump's Fifth Avenue building, holding up their signs, gloating, mocking, as to be expected. Donald Trump, according to the Amazon Prime Washington Post, can still run for president in 2024. Nothing about this indictment would stop that. One might think in actuality that given the widespread anger across much of the country, even Republicans, some that don't support Donald Trump, are angered by this because they see it for what it is. It is a naked political persecution. I'm not going to join the fray calling Alvin Bragg all kinds of names. There are enough people doing that. His actions speaks for himself and his character and his competence as a prosecutor. This is the same prosecutor that finds nothing wrong with turning loose career criminals on little or no bail, on downgrading their charges and sending them back on the streets to commit mayhem, in some cases robbery or even murder, on the citizens of New York, the citizens of Manhattan. Not a problem with that. But yet he would elevate a charge that even if it were a realistic charge would have been a misdemeanor to 30 to, to multiple charges. We are told over 30 charges. And by the way, those 30 charges, that is to show a potential jury that there is a preponderance of guilt. It's you stack the deck, it makes the defendant look, well, he must be guilty of something with all of those charges. There is no reason for it. Nancy Pelosi's coming under attack yesterday. You may have heard her remarks. She basically said that Donald Trump can prove his innocence. That's not the way the American justice system works. Or at least it's not the way the justice system is supposed to work. He is supposed to be presumed innocent. And the prosecutors have to prove his guilt. But, from there, and by the way, I, you see, I saw some little guy from MSNBC whining about no one is above the law. Oh, really? That's the last thing that we want to hear on our side of the aisle because we've seen Hillary Clinton walk scot-free. We saw the FBI head, James Comey, say, oh, yeah, she did it, but, you know, she didn't really mean it, and let her go the mishandling of classified documents, her missing emails, which, again, are against the law. They are all supposed to be in government archives not on her personal computer, that is a violation of law. No one ever talks about indicting Hillary Clinton for that, but it is a patently illegal offense. No one has seriously looked at the Clinton Foundation and all of the money that flowed through there prior to her running for office. Of course, Peter Schweitzer wrote a book detailing some of the things that went on at the Clinton Foundation. Nope. So don't tell us that no one's when, with this. Don't wave around no one's above the law because that's a lie. 
one has one can go back and look at what happened with Fast and Furious. Most Americans don't even know what Fast and Furious is. They don't know that the United States under Obama and Eric Holder were running guns into Mexico. And one of those guns ended up being used to kill one of our own border agents. No charges, nothing, no court activity. The FBI lied to the FISA courts. We know that so that they could try to trump up, no pun intended, these phony Russian collusion charges against Donald Trump. Where are the FBI agents held accountable? Don't tell us. Don't tell us nobody's above the law. Lois Lerner used the IRS to target conservative groups. She's home collecting a pension. Don't tell us no one's above the law. We still don't know what really happened in Benghazi, and we never will if the left gets its way. Don't tell us no one is above the law. There are so many different things that we could point to. Hunter Biden is still running around the country free. There are report after report after report after report of foreign money. He's never registered as a foreign lobbyist. He's admitted to using illegal drugs, having an illegal gun. Has he ever been prosecuted by the law for any of that? There are pictures of him with it. Has the, has the FBI or any of the other agencies, ATF, ever done a serious investigation? Don't tell us nobody's above the law. I mean, it wasn't against the law for him to stoop his dead brother's wife. That's just classless. But no laws against that. But so many of the other things were against the law. So please don't tell us that nobody is above the law because liberals have set up a law, one law for them and the rest of the law for you, the peasant, and for their political enemies like Donald Trump, just like any other third world banana republic nation would handle their affairs, the Democrat Party has chosen to try to persecute a former head of the United States government who they have hated since he began running. Letitia James made no secret she was going to try to find something on him. That's not how the legal system is supposed to work. Alvin Bragg's in that category too. Don't tell us no one's against, no one is above the law. Liberals have been above the law. Liberals have been above the law since the time John F. Kennedy rigged the 19, his daddy rigged the 1960 elections. And please don't, don't beat that out because it actually happened as part of American history for anyone who studies history, Cook County, two o'clock in the morning. Don't tell us that no one is above the law. Chicago and West Virginia. West Virginia, too. Thank you, Bob. I keep forgetting about West Virginia oh, because yeah. I, because, and, and you're right, but it was Chicago was so the most blatant thing. I remember reading that when I was a young man studying history and was absolutely shocked yeah, that know. this could happen in America. The old man bought the election. Exactly right. Yeah. Don't tell us no one. Thank you, Bob. Bob Brown, historian.
Well, Don't tell us that no one is above the law. Bobby this Ke- is both nerdly. Oh, Bobby Kennedy, no scruples. I mean, my God, when you mentioned that before. I mean, if you think Ooh, about you're, that, now, right? now, you're going to go to Bobby Kennedy now? You want to talk about some of the stuff that went there? Oh, with please. With the AFL-CIO? AFL-CIO. Well, never mind. No, I know. He was looking into the... Um, um, into yeah, the, but there uh, was the a gangsters. lot of other stuff going on. And I like oh, Bobby sure. Kennedy yeah, very no, much. Yeah, no, how can you not like Bobby Kennedy? You know, I mean, you know, sure, sure. But uh, I don't know. Don't throw rocks at glass windows. Is that the old saying? Is that what it is? I guess, but... People who live in glass houses... Shouldn't throw... Shouldn't throw rocks. Is that it? Do I have that right? Shouldn't throw stones. Shouldn't throw stones at glass houses, right? Right. Mm. Uh-huh. Different times. Don't tell me nobody is above the law. Can you imagine all the pol- the political people, all the lawmakers back in the day, what would have happened to them today? Think about it. My God. Half of New York would never be in place with Tammany Hall breaking the law for over 100 years. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. It is Boston Always Rush Hour here on WABC half, Talk Radio 77. Half the country, forget New York. Ah, and Bob Brown on fire. <laughs> We're coming right back. Don't go away. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Brothers, bring us back. In nineteen forty-eight, if you were gonna go get a single, a single, like a single, like a forty-five. Aha! Uh-huh. Yeah, but it wouldn't be a forty-five in nineteen forty-eight. They weren't invented yet. Oh, really? And Yeah, in 1948, you'd have to get a 78 RPM record. The RPM, of course. Scott, what does the RPM stand for, Mr. Engineering? Be your revolutions per minute. Revolutions per minute. Bo, correct me if I'm wrong, but those are called shellacs, right? I believe so. I didn't play. We use 78s to, like, flying saucers. <laughs> Wait, I thought you they know, were the not revolutions, rotations per second. Or am I? We used to call crack? it revolutions per second. Oh, okay. We used no. to call it. It may be rotations per second. Oh, we used it to call be the it same thing. Yeah, same thing, right? Wait, no, second. you're not rotating a record. No, no, it's a revolution. Okay. Rotating. But in 1949, everything changed. On this day in 1949, RCA introduced the 45. There you go. That's what you were building up to. I see. Yes. The 45s were born. Also, on this day in music history, O'Kelly Isley passed away of a heart attack. On this day in 2001, Whitney Houston and her husband, Bobby Brown, were banned for life from Hollywood's Bel Air Hotel. They wrecked up a hotel room. Don't you come back here anymore. 1967, Jimi Hendrix set fire to his guitar live. First time he did that, he was performing 
at the Astoria in London, England. That became a signature for Jimi Hendrix. Chuck Berry in 1958 released Johnny Be Good. And that, my friends, changed the game in rock and roll. Rock and roll classic entered the United States record chart six weeks later. Never made it to number one. It peaked at number eight. But talk about rock and roll, baby. The original lyrics in this song referred to Johnny as a colored boy. Chuck Berry changed that to a country boy. He wanted to make sure that this record could get played on the radio. Yeah, a little bit of music history. There's so much more, but it takes us all afternoon to get to it. And there are other things, as you know, going on in the world today. Now, let me just get back to this Trump sad state of affairs with Alvin Bragg. Let me ask you guys a question on the staff. If you confront Let's say you, what are we told all the time? If you're dealing with a wild animal and something comes up on you, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to stand your ground? Are you supposed to run? What are you supposed to do if you're suddenly confronted with a wild animal? Stand your ground and make yourself look big for intimidation. That's right. Yeah. You know why? Because if you run away, they're going to chase you. They smell the fear. One of the reasons that this has happened, ladies and gentlemen, is that for three decades, the Republican Party has run away from these wild, radical liberals instead of standing their ground and holding their ground and trying to defeat them. They've tucked their tail between their hind legs and they run away. And as a result, these timid Republicans have shown they'll let liberals get away with anything, and liberals get away with anything, including Alvin Bragg. This had better be the moment, right now, yesterday afternoon, that Republicans decide to get some onions, that they had better decide that they had better fight these people on the left Politically speaking, I'm not talking about violence, that they had better fight politically with every political weapon in their arsenal. There is no way that if this, I want to call him a name so badly, but I want to refrain from it. There is no way that if Alvin Bragg sitting here in New York can pull this on Donald Trump with absolutely nothing, a flimsy case that there is not a Republican prosecutor 
in this country somewhere that could not have looked into all of the financial shenanigans of the Clintons. There is no way that if some little pesky little prosecutor out of New York who's got a, a, a an axe to grind against and hatred filled against Donald Trump can pull this, that Republican prosecutors across the country could not have gone through every single person in the Clinton administration that was accused of wrongdoing and brought charges. And by the way, it's not too late in terms of Hillary and some of the things that she pulled off. This comes from weakness. When they see you're weak, they will beat the snot out of you over and over again as a political party. And for too long, Republicans have been weak, panty waist, timid. The only people they attack are themselves. They will never attack Democrats the way that these Democrats routinely attack Republicans. And I don't know what it's going to take before they grow a pair, but this ought to be it. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. WABC Talk Radio 77. Coming right back. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ario Speedwagon, WABC, Talk Radio 77. It's also my dad's birthday tomorrow, so I wanted to, it's one of his favorite songs, I wanted to play this for him. Oh, good. We'll play it again tomorrow as well. As well, of course. Happy birthday, Diego's dad. You know, I was triggered. I was listening to the commercials that went by, and um, Mayor, Mayor Giuliani had, of course, was voicing the uh, Tower to Tunnel spot, and it made me think about 9-11. I got triggered for a moment. And I remembered something that I hadn't thought about in a long time. And I bet many people don't remember this because it was just one of those things we covered on the Rush Limbaugh show. Rush spent some time with it. And, of course, we have two medias in this country. One media reports what they want to report and ignores things that could harm their political party. They are subsidiary of the Democrat Party. And I don't know whether many of you remember this. The USS Cole was attacked. And we lost, I believe, I, my mind just said 19. I'm not sure whether that number's correct, but we lost members of our Navy during the attack on the USS Cole, and that attack was bin Laden's first uh, foray into terrorism against the United States. The United States had a chance to capture bin Laden and to kill him. And at the time, his national security advisor tried to warn him or catch him and I think I have the details of the story straight. I, the, the point is straight. We had a chance to get him, and we didn't. From what I remember of the story, Bill Clinton was out on a golf course and couldn't be bothered. 
to take the national security report that we had bin Laden in our sights. We let him go. We didn't do anything. And, of course, years later, we dealt with 9-11. And then I remember some of the other things that happened. That made me trigger to Sandy Berger, his national security guy, who we nicknamed Sandy Burglar because he went in to, our, to one of the uh, security archives and stuffed papers in his pants so that he could escape with these papers. He was caught stealing papers, classified documents, stuffed in his pants. We started calling the guy Sandy Burglar. Nothing ever happened to him. You can go back, and you can go back through every Democrat administration and find crookedness and find Democrats getting away with it. If you go to the Obama administration, what happened with the national security spying on a president? That had never happened before. Under, under Obama, they spied on Trump. Nothing ever came of it. You had FBI agents going against Trump. Nothing ever came of it. No charges ever, ever come to these people. And timid-ass Republicans are too wussy to actually demand action and demand. Lois Lerner thumbed her, put her middle finger up to the American people and said, screw you conservative groups. We're going to attack you and not allow you to participate using the IRS. Nothing. And she came to Congress and pretty much laughed in their faces. And what do these Republicans do? Oh, they stomp their feet. Oh, they get mad. They go to the press. They talk about what if, what if. I remember, look, you're gonna, some of you are going to get mad at me because some of you are Trey Gowdy fans. And so was I until he started running these phony hearings on Benghazi. And always we, get, we got promises. Oh, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to get to the bottom of that. Lindsey Graham goes on Fox News and claims that the Senate Judiciary Committee is going to look at that, we're going to look at this. Nothing ever happens to any of these people that have been downright criminal. Nothing ever happened. Yet, you can get some little prosecutor in New York to try to take down Donald Trump. And then all of a sudden now, all Republicans say, oh, this is outrageous. This is outrageous. Well, they wouldn't dare do it if you showed some spine. They know that you're going to roll over, that this is all talk. And you're going to just roll over like you always do. And half of you want Donald Trump taken down. You rhinos out there, you know who you are. Don't give me this crap about everybody is accountable under the law. Everybody isn't accountable under the law. Nancy Pelosi and her husband can trade stocks and cash in and make millions of dollars on NVIDIA and other tech stocks before votes that will help NVIDIA stock price go up. And you people are going to sit here and tell me that everybody's accountable under the law? It's a joke. Democrats are not accountable under the law. And when they come up with a law they don't like, they ignore it or they change it. 
or they merely pretend it doesn't exist. And Republicans sit in the side on the sidelines. Oh, isn't that terrible? Look what they're doing to America. Oh, look, they're turning us into a third world, a third world kind of country here. Hey, Molly, look at what they just did. We, this is like stuff that happens in a banana republic. Goodness me, this is just terrible. Grow a pair. This is politics. And it is a dirty business. Only one side plays dirty, and the other side sits around and cowers in the corner like they're scared of their own shadows, and then complain, oh, this is outrageous. Can't believe these people are doing this. Telephones. Elena, Westchester County, New York. You're up first on WABC. How are you this afternoon? James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. Hey, friend. Oh, I love you. Oh, man, when you get mad, oh, you just make me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I just got to say, hey, you know what they did? They traded their balls for money. That's what they did for money. But don't. And and they don't even realize that their children's future has nothing to do with money eventually. Oh, my God. I would agree with that, Elena. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. And also what Rudy said in the last three minutes about prayer, you don't have to be religious. Prayer is just another word for asking for positive things to happen and we can all do that just try it it doesn't cost you money just do it damn it just do it and along with fighting back we do need every single week prayer that we can that we can sustain as a country and hold on to this republic which was a gift from god Instead, we have an entire generation of politicians that looks at America as the source of evil in the world instead of for what it is. There is no nation on earth that doesn't have something in its past, no major nation, that you can look at and say, this is pretty horrible. This period of time was pretty horrible. We are humans. We are fallible. For goodness sake, you can look at some of the institutions, including the church, and look at some of the history there with some of the popes that tried to sell out for money. You can see that on a TV documentary series because it's so widely known. But that doesn't mean that we're supposed to give up. It doesn't mean we're supposed to give up on religion or spiritual life because there are a few bad actors throughout the course of history. It doesn't mean you're supposed to give up on America because we went through a period of sinful behavior. That's all the more reason to pray to God that his guidance will see us through this period, and we should be doing that every single day that this country can be restored to what it should be. And at the same time, though, you cannot shirk your responsibilities, stand on the sidelines, and watch the depravity that Democrats have brought to this country year after year and do nothing about it. Oh, this is terrible, Martha. Look what they did now. 
James Golden, a.k.a. Snarly, coming back. More of your calls right after this. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Sir Elton John. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. One WABC Talk Radio 77 in New York. James Golden, Bro Snurdy with you. Remember, tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., we're here, and we hope you are too for that first cup of coffee with us. I've been chewing it all day. It's just happening again. I'm sitting remembering some of the things that took place in the Clinton administration. I remember the name Kathleen Willey. Kathleen Willey was a Democrat supporter of Bill Clinton. And she claimed, credible claim, that Bill Clinton raped her. Not one prosecutor in this country had the temerity to say, you know what, let me take this seriously. Now, of course, you're supposed to believe the woman if it's a Democrat woman. But even then, and Democrat women trash Paula Jones when she made her accusations against Bill Clinton. And they lied under oath. Nothing, not one thing happened to anybody involved in it. In fact, Hillary Clinton, during those days, led the bimbo squad. And they had a defense. They called it the nuts and sluts defense. That anybody that would raise allegations of, of Bill Clinton, they would go out and publicly, and as you remember, James Carver was involved in that too. He said, well, you, you pass around a $100 bill on the trailer park. What do you expect? Speaking of Paula Jones, these people have never had to face the music because Republicans, ah, oh, we can't touch that. Oh, that's just so unseemly. Look at what they'll do. They'll pull out anything out of the woodwork to try to nail Donald Trump. And they're doing it in front of your faces. Well, we can't bring that up. That's just unseemly. You go back and you look at history. Look at what happened in the Obama administration. And this has nothing to do with that kind of political mischief. But look what happened at Parkland. We're still whining about gun control. They put a policy in place under the Obama administration to prevent criminals in these schools from going to jail as punishment. They wanted to divert them out of jail. As a result of the policies that Obama put in place, the police were never able to hold accountable that whack job kid that ended up shooting up Park, Parkland. And it was a direct result of policies that took place in Washington, D.C. under the Obama administration. Anybody call them to account ever? 
Look two weeks ago at this banking. Three weeks ago, we're all sitting here talking about all these bank scandals. The regulators examined these banks. They found federal regulators. Nothing wrong with these banks. But the banks had everything wrong. Is anybody going to hold these bureaucrats accountable? They failed in their job, and you, the taxpayers, are asked to bail out everybody that got hurt with it. Where is the accountability on any of this? There is none. But yet this, this Alvin Bragg has the temerity to indict Donald Trump. And Republicans, again, we are outraged. We are outraged. Robert in Suffolk County, you're on WABC, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Hi, Bo. You're right. We can fight back. Start with civil rights violations. Every state has civil rights laws. When they don't enforce the law, that violates your civil rights. When people aren't prosecuted for breaking the law, that violates your civil rights. Whether you're a victim or not, because it's institution-wide. Triggering again. Triggering me again. Look at California. Look at these other states. They openly tell you, we don't like your federal immigration law. So guess what we're going to do? We are going to call ourselves a sanctuary city, and we are going to tell the federal government, no, you can't enforce the law in our state. That is totally ass backwards from what our Constitution says. And what do Republicans do? Oh, that's terrible. Look at what they're doing to California. They're making it like a third world state. Jer- the guys that started this, the governors, should have been put in handcuffs for violating federal immigration law and sent to jail. But we are too timid to pull the trigger on it because, oh, no, people will hate us if we do that. They'll call us xenophobes. They call you xenophobes anyway. And this is what begets this and begat that because for decades, Republicans have been too timid to actually take the Democrat destruction of this country head on and deal with it. We're back at 7 in the morning. For all of you, and I'm sorry, I left so many people hanging on the phone. I apologize, but I got to get this out. The time for timidness is over. If this isn't your wake-up call, if this isn't to tell you you had better demand that these clowns that you send to Washington stop talking on the sidelines and actually take action to save this nation, I don't know what it will take. (sighs) We are living in unprecedented times, and we need God's help to help solve this. We really do. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families and your loved ones, including our lovely 
and beautiful country. We'll see you tomorrow, 7 a.m. for Boston Early's Radio Extravaganza. See you then. Bye.